and welcome to another episode of Fool's Daily. Um, I am joined today by the ever so lovely Mr. Lee Patrick. Hello. And I'm also joined by the even more lovely, if such a thing is possible. Hey, come on. But it might be. Probably. Uh, Mr. Mike Hutchinson. Hello. And Mr. Mike Hutchinson is really quite excited. I'm very excited. But before we find out why he's excited, um, he's not been on the show before. So, Mike, you have to tell us who you are and why we should listen to you when you tell us why you're really quite excited. Uh, Okay, hi, I'm Mike Hutchinson. I have uh, recently got back into wargaming about five years ago and um, got more into the community side because of lovely podcasts like yours. Um, But my wargaming started with every as with many people with games workshop back when i was a young teenager so when i was scraping together pocket money to buy white dwarfs and dreaming about all the figures that i would never be able to afford um uh, my friends and i used to write games to uh play with the figures that we could just barely afford and i've been playing um lots of card games and board games and war games since then and mike is we should point out mike is not very old what? No. You're not really very old, Mike. Uh, I so yeah. So when I say when I say uh, a young teenager, so I was fourteen in uh, in in ninety two. So the golden age of See? Chaos Dwarfs and and See? and epic. Fourteen in nineteen ninety two. That's Goblin Green basing, then, isn't it? Yes, it is. Sir. And red. <laughs> Lots <laughs> of red. Exactly. So Mike, Mike is but a young whippersnapper compared to the ancientness that is Lee and myself. Yes, so even I feel old and, you know, usually I'm the young one. <laughs> yes, usually you're the young one, but even you feel old. So so that's Mike. So we know, so Lee and I know Mike because Mike plays Malifaux, as all sensible gamers should. Mm-hmm. But Mike also has his own games company. Um, I think we've mentioned Hobgoblin... In a previous show, just as an aside, because we haven't talked about it in depth, which is Mike's fantasy battle rule set. Mm, You probably mentioned it when you were talking about um, uh, the event that Matt's run at Yorgar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm... Essentially, about two years ago, I set myself the challenge of writing a game every month. um, And lots of them have been thrown away because they were terrible. Um, but uh, it's my <laughs> I I, th- I feel strongly that when you're doing a creative pursuit you have to get a lot of dross out of the way before anything good comes out so I've just been quite uh, stringent about writing things and not getting worried about them being rubbish and not hanging on to things so I've just been writing lots of things and one of the things that I wrote was something called Hammer and Anvil about two years ago which was like a cross between chess and warhammer but more like chess and it was terrible and really boring to play and then i rewrote that completely into something uh called uh advanced warhammers which was like an attempt to sort of strip out the things from fantasy battle that i liked and i threw that away again and then the third attempt was the hobgoblin that you and i played Um, but we're not here to talk about that we aren't here to talk about that though you should go and check out because it is really quite good Mm. But you're right, we aren't here to talk about that. Forget that. No, throw that away. It's far more exciting than that. Mm -hmm. You see, I know what it is, 
I've known for a little while what it is. I'm still excited. I'm so chuffed for Mike. I really am, but absolutely chuffed. But Mike, why don't you just tell everybody all about it? So, yeah, please do, because Mike obviously knows, and I'm, you know, interested <laughs> to find out after the build-up. Yeah, so uh, I play X-wing at Dark Sphere, uh, the uh, shop down in London, which I highly recommend people go and check out if you don't already know it. Uh, they have loads of gaming tables. With a friend of mine, we were playing X-wing, and we had um, watched Mad Max. And we walked away from the X-Wing table and my friend John said, oh, you know what I'd really like? It's like a, a silly car combat game, you know, like we used to play with Gorka Morka. Um, and I said, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And we tossed a few ideas about and I sent him a few ideas via text message that evening. And because I was in this write a game every month, I thought, well, oh, that sounds good. I'll write that one. So I knocked something up together, which pinched some bits of robot rally and some bits of x-wing and some other bits and pieces and we took it back down to dark sphere and we pushed a few um uh drop zone commander resistance uh little sort of banged up vehicles they have these cool range of cars and trucks and we pushed it around and uh with another friend of mine and it was really fun uh, and it just worked straight off the off the bat which is unlike uh, most games that I've written and so uh, got kind of excited about it and thought, well, let's put it up on the internet and see whether other people want to play. And so I put it up on my website, gasland-games.com for free download. And so uh, a couple of people downloaded it, not very many. And I brought it to uh, Moth with you guys. And we played it with uh, Jimmy Boulderstone and, um, and, and Ben Crow. And we all had a lot of fun uh, laughing as Ben skidded all over the table and uh, Connor Barker was driving his fun bus around trying to flame through everyone. And it seems to be working really nicely, but I didn't really think anything more of it because it was quite a lighthearted game. Um, returning briefly to Hobgoblin, I thought that that was more of a serious project with potential and a sudden uh, market opportunity with things that have been happening recently. And so I started emailing companies to see whether they were interested in picking that up. And I basically just went through all the list of game companies that I think are excellent and tried to find their contact details and sent them an abstract, like a 200-word abstract with a chapter listing, which is what you're supposed to do with non-fiction books, so my academic wife tells me. And, yeah, and one of the companies that I got in contact with was Offspray. And shock horror, they came right back and said, oh, that's, uh, that's a shame. We've got a fantasy battle game coming out later. Oh, well. So then I then I emailed them straight back. I was like, whoa, okay, hold on. Uh, what else are you looking for? What are you not currently about to make? And um, the lovely uh, games manager there said, well, I don't like to tell artists what to do. We won't, you know, I don't, I don't like to state projects. So I pitched a couple of things, which I'd made up off the bat. But I also said, well, look, go and go and check out a couple of other things that are on my on my website. There's a card game. There's a car combat game you might be interested in. Um, and he downloaded the car combat game and I guess he just watched Mad Max as well. And he just immediately said, uh, actually, we've got something similar to this sort of post-apocalypse sort of coming out uh, at some point. But I actually would really love to do this. And so we exchanged emails back and forth. And long story short, uh, as of today, you guys are the first to be able to say it. But yeah, uh, Offspray are going to publish my car combat game, Gaslands, and it's going to come out in 2017. Woo! 
That's so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. I've just been high fiving the fourteen year old me all all day because when I started out playing these games and we couldn't afford the rules because if you wanted to play Space Fleet, you had to pay twenty quid for the Space Fleet box set, but you could buy the little figures or make them. And so we used to pore over the game, the the White Dwarfs, trying to figure out what the rules probably were from the clues that they'd given us. And so we used to write games. I I've got a version of Space Fleet that I wrote when I was fourteen, and I've got a a generic sci-fi combat game that I wrote when I was 15 and all of these games are totally terrible um, although looking back on it it's um, they're written in that kind of legalese technical language that rule books are all written in and I looked at it uh, and right now I work in in software and I write technical documentation for a job and looking back at those things that I wrote when I was 15 I was destined to do technical writing I was doomed from the start <laughs> to write software requirements <laughs> I mean, it's. I, I honestly, I honestly believe that people say that there's a novel inside everybody. I honestly believe that inside every gamer there is a, a little spark of, oh, I could write a game like that, Absolutely. or, or, why that's a silly mechanic. I could write a much better game, or, they see it, they see a gap in the market and think, well, why isn't the mm. X or Y, um. You know, I'm going through that exact process at the moment with one of the new companies that I'm putting together. Mm -hmm. But to ha to know to have someone that I know who has done that and has taken that game and not self-published, because obviously we've had on the show before lots of people who are either self-publishing or going the Kickstarter route. Yeah, that's um, that's really interesting. Actually, I I mean, I I gave thought to self publishing. I think we had a we had a chat about it at Moth, and it's yeah, we did something that I I leapt straight from let's offer it for free on 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 my websites to well, what is the next step? And I suppose for me, uh, it's about confronting what I'm good at and also what I've got a passion for. And I, you know, I I do I do this in my in my spare time on the commute to work on like every spare moment I've got, I'll be working on the rules or I'm to be tinkering, tinkering with scenarios or thinking about better ways to make the game more fun. But I'm not, I, do, I thought about the, the, the process that would be involved and the work that would be involved in self-publishing or running a Kickstarter and my heart sank. And that's not what I want from my, you know, essentially my leisure time activity. And it's incredible that this can turn into something, something bigger than that, that can go public. But you know, at the end of the day, it's not going to replace the day job. And I need to, I want to do something that I've absolutely, absolutely driven towards. And self-publishing, I think, I, I, I really respect the people who are out there who are trying to, to make that work for them. And I think that for some people, it definitely will, because that's part of the, you know, it's the whole, it's the whole thing together that makes them excited. It's getting the artwork commissioned. It's putting a product out, it's putting it in people's hands. So I can really see how that's exciting. But I confronted that and was like, ah, I am, I'm happy to put it out for free and I'm happy. I'd be super, super happy over the moon if somebody wants to publish it for me, but it would have to be someone who could do all of that and knew how it worked. And I didn't want any part in the technical, the technicals of it. So, so, how, so how do, how does it work with you, with you and Osprey then? You, you, do you have a deadline and a size, you know, a size of words that you have? I mean, we've obviously we've talked, we've had Gav, Thorpe on the show before, and he's talked um, us through. I know it was good, wasn't it? <laughs> but it, it makes it's relevant. Yeah, no, absolutely. In fact, in fact, it is relevant because that episode, Gab said something which I thought was really, really interesting, and um, I'd certainly be taking on board as part of this. Which is uh, when you've got a project like this, 
uh, write the whole thing from start to finish uh, and it will be terrible and that's fine just just write it all so yeah it, uh, yes so Osprey have given me a deadline and they've given me a uh, a spec which is sort of rough word count but really we're agreeing the chapter listings more than you know the sections in the book more than the actual number of words um, but I, it feels like the, the guys um, Phil who, who runs that department and um, Joe, who does the marketing, who's actually the author of Frostgrave, who I got to chat to about the ins and outs of playtesting, which was which was really interesting. They're just hugely positive and they are just passionate gamers. The reason that they put out these fun games is that they're passionate gamers. You could we were immediately chatting about all different games. He plays um, he plays Infinity and we were chatting about that. Like uh, the the product that they want to put out is just a, a really fun game. And so I think. In this case, although I'm contracted to a certain number of words, it's really not going to be about that. It's going to be about getting something that fits in the in the 64 pages and that feels like a a game that's self-contained and can just be, you know, you can pick up the paperback on the high streets. That's the best thing about it. <laughs> and it's it's going to be one of the the blue bound books, yeah, like that's it. of Gods and Mortals and all of that. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. So it'll be part of that same series. It'll have the same look and feel as those. Um, it'll have some new and exciting original artwork to go along with the uh, with the background of the game, which we can talk a little bit about. Um, and it, yeah, will fit right into that. I don't know what number they'll be up to by that point, but they're starting to. Collect. I think they've announced another four, taking us till the end of next year. Yeah, super excited about um, about the uh, the sci fi skirmish one. Oh, you, like, got... mate, mate, you have no idea. Really? Is this, is this another four games we can add to... Oh, you've got to try this one. You've got to try this one. Oh, no, no, yeah, no. It's no, no you, it's you, you're like this. So, you obviously missed this, Lee. So, Andrea... Uh, I can never pronounce Andrea's last name. Stifology. <laughs> um, who writes... Who wrote Of Gods and Mortals and Fistful of Kung Fu, who regularly listens to the show, know, of course, we love. Yep. Um is writing a sci a sci-fi skirmish game. Mm. Um which uses D10s apparently. He gave away a little hint on um Twitter when we were talking to him about it on Twitter the other day. But he said he couldn't say anything more because otherwise Osprey would get upset with him. Started hearing some footsteps towards him. Yeah. But um you know, he'll be at Dafcon hopefully, so we'll we'll lynch him there. As, as will Gaslands hopefully. Um Oh, I, I, my, there's a space with your name on it. But, um, okay, I mean, so, do you, I just have one question before we move on to the actual game itself. Hmm. Do you commit, do you get involved in the commissioning of the artwork and things, and do you have final approval, or does it, you contribute the words and the rules, and then their team puts it together, or is it more collaborative? No, it's more collaborative than that. Um, they have artists that they work with, they have artists that they have worked with, we might actually go out um, and, and look for someone someone new to the series for this because it's going to have a slightly different feel to some of the other ones. Um, and unfortunately, when I suggested, um, I've forgotten the chap's name who did the uh, In His Majesty's Name front cover, which is absolutely wonderful. But unfortunately, he's off on a, another project and so is unavailable. Um, but, you know, good for him because his stuff is absolutely wicked. He, no, I, yeah, I know who you mean. I can't remember his name either, but yeah, his stuff's very, very good. And um, brilliant, and I mean, it sounds fantastic. So, what's the game called? So, the game is. Called, I don't think we've actually said the game is called Gaslands, um, which uh, is very similar to uh, the name of a 
documentary film about uh, petroleum, but it's not. It's pluralized. But for some reason, Gaslands.com was available. So Gaslands.com is going to be live as you're listening to this. Um, and Gaslands.com is where I'm going to be um, hosting all of the downloads so that you can do um, uh, the print and play kind of add-ons and cards and templates. Um, the playtest forum will be there and it will remain available um, to download if you are a playtester. So I'm going to take down the full rules from being free download um, for obvious reasons. Um, and uh, there'll be a playtest community, which if you want to join, you can go to gaslands.com slash playtesting today and, uh, and and get involved there. And you'll have access to the rules and updates as they come. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm really excited about. Um, although it's a little bit off in the distance, uh, what with it coming out in 2017, what it uh, means for, for the game is that we have a long um, period with which we can really make it uh, as good as we can make it with as many people as who as are prepared to be involved to playtest it. Okay. Um, so car, it's a car. It's a car combat game. It's a post-apocalyptic vehicular mayhem kind of scenario. So people who old people who play Dark Future, um, Car Wars, yeah. Battle Cars, that yeah. sort of thing. We'll be familiar with it. Absolutely. And um, the intention is in, very similar to those games, uh, or Battle Cars particularly, that the focus here is on Matchbox and Hot Wheels kind of scale cars. So I think that roughly works out as 20 mil, but they're pretty ropey on scales because they're just toys. But the idea is buy a bag of those from Poundland or thrift stores in the US. Uh, they come out very inexpensive, and then you slap some machine guns on the top, uh, give, them a, give them a lick of paint, um, and... Yeah, there's plenty of hobby opportunity for uh, for making Mad Max style um, hilarious spiky cars with flamethrowers on the top. Hmm. Wonder if Louis will notice if I steal some of his cars. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. he will. <laughs> he will. <laughs> no, your son. Yes, he will. Um, so, it, so is it scale agnostic, Mike? Uh, yes, it is absolutely. Um, the so the the intention of it is that. Okay, so one of my one of my design goals as the as the game gets finished is I want people who have played Gorkamorka or Battle Cars or Car Wars um, and enjoyed it in the past to pick up this game and say, oh, wonderful! Now, although I loved Gorkamorka or, or Car Wars, now I don't need to play it because I've got this thing which is better and more modern and um, plays faster and is more uh, is more enjoyable. Um, and so, yes, I'm absolutely hoping that people will push their Gorkamorka trucks around to it, will use their drop zone commander um, stuff, will use micro machines mixed in with you know other other manufacturers. Um, there's loads of really good post-apocalyptic stuff um, out there from small manufacturers. If you take a look on like the lead um, adventure.de forum, there's a post-apocalyptic forum in there, and there's just some great stuff. People... People have done so many inspiring conversions of, of post-apocalyptic cars. It's just it's awesome. Yeah, I saw some stuff the other day. Some was it? I, I want to say GMZ um, ten millimeter cars. Mm, yeah, there's lots of good stuff there. Where so yeah, they? we started playing it in ten millimeter with the drop zone commander stuff. Um, and I guess the only thing will be as we figure out exactly what the final movement template set is, because it uses a movement template set, 
somewhat akin to um, X-Wing, but with some different stuff going on, um, then maybe the movement templates will not be scale agnostic. We'll just have to see how that works. It's it's going to be of, this game is going to be of a character where things like that don't matter too much. Like it's not, this is going to be a deliberately lighthearted game. Cool. So you're looking for people to play test is my guess. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the, the central conceit of the game is, uh, that, um, it's the world has ended nuclear apocalypse. Uh, civilization has collapsed. There's limited, um, uh, resources, um, food, water, and petrol or gas. And of course, the natural response being humans is to waste all of that gas, uh, tearing around in um, in races to see who can win more gas so that they can fund the next race. So the central conceit of the game is that you have a um, a racing team, post-apocalyptic racing team, and you're going to kit that team out um, with cars, with trucks, with bikes with buggies, with big rigs, with buses, and fit those out with flamethrowers and spike droppers and oil cans and explosive grenades and whatever else. And then your drivers, uh, as they race, are going to get more experienced and more reputation. And uh, there is a campaign play which uh, allows you to um, alternate between races where you're more going for the big cash prizes and the reputation, alternating with uh, kind of wasteland skirmish sort of scrap encounters where you're scrapping for additional resources. Um, that's where you'll get your gasoline to fund the uh, the kind of races that you're going to do. And so, uh, uh, sort of, I, I like I like that campaign structure because I'm I'm sort of imagining that it will. If you've got lots of your friends around on a particular gaming evening, then you can have one of these big races and everyone can be involved. But if there's just a couple of you that night, you can fight one of the wasteland scraps and you can kind of build up your gang's reputation or um, get some some resources for the next big race. And it means that a campaign has a natural conclusion because you can fight towards a you can race towards a trophy at the end uh, of the season uh, rather than just seeing, you know, who's the most powerful gang at the end of a set amount of time. So um, all of that stuff is is new and needs playtesting and that's what i would love people who fancy kit bashing some hot wheels cars who fancy um watching this game uh develop and get more um fun uh, over the next sort of year or so i'd love people to drop by gasfans.com and let me know brilliant yeah. so uh that was gaslands.com in case you didn't get it He's a he's a pro, isn't he? At plugging, I was ve- that was very impressive, Mike. Uh, Almost I... felt as if we didn't need to be there, didn't it? It's like just telling everything you needed. I just keep sitting there with questions, and he's like, "No, he just answered that one." Uh, no, fair enough. Uh, no, all right. So, um, does it play on a table, Matt, um, Mike, or does it play on road section typey things? Yeah, so it plays on a table, probably a three by three or a four by four, depending on uh, what scale you're using. Um, there is likely going to be a sort of rolling road variant just because I love it. I've got the old Thunder Road board game. I don't know if you remember that one. It's an old MB games and it's got that rolling road. Um, to be honest with you, I'm not, yeah, it's, it's more like a, it's more like a, um, a four by four. Um, and the races will be done with gates that you have to pass through a little bit like video games. Um, 
and a, a little bit akin to robot rally as well. So you'll set up a series of gates, and then that's how the that's how the road um, the race will will pan out probably. Um, but plenty of opportunity for custom racetrack kind of construction um, if that's the way people want to go. And certainly if you've got a six by four and some cardboard, um, some grey cardboard, and you want to make a kind of racetrack out of that, I think that would be really awesome as well. I want to make jumps. Yeah. So you can jump things. There's gonna there's gonna be a there's gonna be a sort of spectator reputation sort of TV crew, a kind of you know like in the Running Man. Yeah. Uh, so there's gonna be a bit of that in. So the reputation, the kind of driver's skill level, and the reputation of your of your team is going to be linked to, you know, doing cool stuff that the audience would love during the race is going to be beneficial to you. All right. Okay. Yeah. Because that was always an idea in Car Wars, wasn't there? That were these little bots that were filming you back to, um, and news choppers and things. What was the other thing? Oh, yeah. In the Dark Future novels, there was always things about news choppers following the. Yeah, the, I, um... I absolutely love all that because it just adds to the overall ludicrousness of the situation. Uh, yeah. So there's going to be there's going to be a focus on the races on on winning whilst doing cool stuff. And then in the Wasteland Scraps, there's going to be much more objective and kind of grab the crates or, um, you know, bust your buddy out of out of the opposing gang's base, that kind of stuff. Awesome. So you need to go to gaslands.com and sign up. Yeah. Um, expect to see me and Lee signing up. Uh-huh. Um well, I've got all this dark future stuff that now I've got a use for. Uh, <laughs> you got a couple of kids worth it. I've got I've got two boxes worth, yeah. So um it's incredibly exciting. Um because you can get in you're basically the playtesters are getting in on the ground floor of a game that you know is going to be published. Yeah, exactly. I mean the game is, is currently twelve pages long and uh the campaign system isn't written yet the um kind of the all of the progression system is is you know all just in my mind at the moment and so if people want to get involved and want to watch this thing grow and help me shape it then you know it's i think it's going to be a really fun ride yeah and it is you know like you said earlier you know to think that there'll be stuff that you'll be going places and you'll see people playing your game your sort of stuff I mean, we have the same sort of thing where, you know, we go to events and all our stuff is about people are using our things. You know, you get that kind of little smile on your face. So it must be to actually think that you've gone and taken a game to that level. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's crazy. I I mean, I'm I'm super excited, but I'm also like it doesn't really feel real yet. Um, As I'm as I'm holding this copy of In Her Majesty's Name and imagining my name on the front of it it's just it's it's unreal <laughs> it's cool it's just, it's just a you know it it, it it feels like something that um i've wanted to do since longer than i've realized that i wanted to do it and so um for, for anyone listening going damn it and what i would say is just get out there and and start writing those games because the first three that you write will be awful and and write three more after that and then you know you'll have something fa- fabulous i'm sh- i'm sure of it Brilliant. Thank you for coming on, Mike. Pleasure. Um, It's been lovely to talk to you, and I think we should have you on more to talk about stuff. Mm. Yeah. I think you should definitely. I think you should definitely come on, sort of, at the very latest, midway through next year, 
and just talk about how it's going and how you're finding the whole creative process. Yeah, I would love to. So, okay. Right, there we go. There, See, I'm six months out and I'm signing up an episode. <laughs> and as we said, you'll be able to see Mike at DAFCON. Yep. Yeah. DAFCON. Yeah, I'll be bringing some demos of the game um, at the state that it's in there. Um, I will be almost certainly joining in in, um, in uh, Dom's Gorkamorka uh, event at DAFCON. That's on the Friday. Mm-hmm. Schedule, provisional schedules up now. Uh, brilliant. So, so, one more thing though. Does this mean that oh. you know, in a couple of years, that when we talk about you, we're going to have to start saying clang to Spooner? <laughs> no, because Spooner knows Mike. Sorry, Mike, you're never going to get a clang. That's all right. Spooner will have his clang. <laughs> what? He, what? He'll know. He'll get to meet a games designer that we don't know. <laughs> He's only going to manage that if he designs his own game and he doesn't talk to us ever again. <laughs> and the designer doesn't bring out a restraining order like the other time. <laughs> Poor Spoonie. Sorry, you forgot the little right. bit there. Enough, enough of the abuse. Um, until next time, I've been Mike. I've been Lee. No, I've also been Mike. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter, we're at Fools Underbar Daily, or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com.